Hi there, welcome to the Culture of Life podcast from Human Life International. I'm Tad Wojcik, the Mission Research Specialist, and this is, as always, Father Shannon Mokay, our President. Good to be with you again, Tad. Yes, absolutely, Father. Um, today we're talking about your article uh, released on February 28th, 2022. Um, this is about a recent decision in Colombia uh, by the Columbia Constitutional Court um, about abortion. Can you describe us, uh, Father, that decision? Um, and with it, uh, are there any restrictions left on abortion in Colombia? Well, that's, you know, what's interesting, Tad, is that, you know, this is uh, in, throughout the, you know, the developing world, and, you know, Latin America being part of that conversation, we see a continual push, you mm -hmm. know, by internal pressure and by external pressure. And we'll talk more about that in a little while. I know that, you know, what kind of groups are doing these types of work that we've seen uh, the, through the court system, through the legal system, a push to uh, impose, you know, abortion uh, through the court systems upon people. And here's an example of one. So Columbia, you know, from a 5-4 decision, the court now basically removes restrictions up into 24 weeks uh, of gestation, uh, mm -hmm. so the development of a, of, of a human child, mm -hmm. you know, which basically the prior law, in a sense, or the prior uh, you know, position of the Colombian government through its legislation, and which was upheld by the courts, was that abortion would be permissible in issues where the health of the mother was uh, uh, in question, and maybe there were uh, issues of rape or incest. In other words, it was very restricted, very mm -hmm. small. Though we're opposed to any restrict, I mean, any any assault on human life at any stage, but uh, uh, in the sense of the law, it was very restrictive mm -hmm. and, and, re and it had a limitation. What this decision, which again is not a legislative decision, it's an imposition of the court, which you know we're hoping that those who are going to fight this decision, that it will be held unconstitutional, you know, in the sense because it goes against the Constitution of Colombia. But for the moment, this now becomes what is being pushed by the Constitutional mm -hmm. Court, which means the restrictions are gone. So uh, up until that that period of time, 24 weeks, a woman for any reason, for any decision can take the life of her child. And, so, and to be clear, so that's then that's um, at will abortion, essentially right, on right, demand, right? right? Exactly, on uh, demand. And, and prior, it was I think a 2006 uh, decision that it had just been restricted to. Right, I think it was 16, but right. Okay, but, cases of rape and incest um, uh, and, and life of the mother type. That, right. that type of, that's a triad of kind of typical well, it's a restricted, typical thing, right, yeah. Exactly, it's what uh -huh. we see, Tad, you know, so much within these systems. Basically what they do is they find a way of, of getting their foot in the door and, and they use the hard cases. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, we've seen this in many other parts of the world. So this is an example where hard cases were used uh, to open a, a door and once that door was opened, then the next thing is to get it where it's completely removed. So you take as, the restrictions away. So this is what happened here. And so what's, what's unfortunate is that, you know, again, we're looking at, as we saw in the United States, an imposition by the court, you know, uh, and, and not through a legislative process. I mean, we would still be opposed by, any, by all means against the legislative process, but through the legislative process, as we would see here in the states, it involves a tremendous amount of, of conversation among people, and people have a way of participating, and, and it's really, transparent you know you you speak to your your representatives you 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 have meetings and gatherings of, of conversation so there's a way where all of us can be more involved and not hidden behind the doors and not governed by five a majority position of five, of nine people so this is a, it's a very dangerous precedent we're not unfamiliar with the precedent but i think what's important you know for our listeners is just to be aware of what's happening 
you know, not just in Colombia. We can look at Ecuador. We can look at other parts of uh, other parts of the world in Africa where we're seeing the same kinds of push. And so I think it's very important for for us to be aware, you know, of what's happening, not just here in the states. I mean, right now we're looking at the the Dobbs case out of Mississippi, and you know, uh, and Jackson, and and so we're 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 hopeful that there will be you know uh, a new law and life will be protected. Uh, and so as we see the states shifting in a, maybe a new direction, at least mm -hmm. from uh, a legal point of view with regard to human life and the protection of human life, what we're seeing in the developing world and other nations is the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. and, you know, so it, it's kind of interesting in this, in this moment of time. And how much of that, Father, do you think, and this, is, this thought just occurred to me, is motivated by the, by the same actors, right? The same actors observing what's going on in the right. U.S. that they had you know, pushed for decades um, and are seeing, you know, falling into retreat, uh, seeing them, their efforts kind of uh, at bay uh, all now are pushing elsewhere in the world. Right. Do you feel that it's the same kind of maybe International Planned Parenthood Federation, um, uh, IPAS, right. the UNFPA, World Health Organization, et cetera? Right. Yeah, you still have all, you mean, the, the same advocates that are pushing for abortion rights, mm -hmm. you know, are really have a global face. And, you know, they might have different names in different parts of the world, but typically when you, if you peel them down, you will see the main fundamental primary players in here, which are some of the people you mentioned. And I think, you know, for our audience, you know, and if, you know some that might be familiar with how the UN really plays into this. And if we just peel back, you know, under the Trump administration, for example, we saw where funding, you know, of these kinds of works coming from the UN, you know, in other words, through the UN and through its very agencies like the WHO, the World Health Organization, or through the uh, United Nations Population Fund and other mechanisms being used to really push these agendas in the developing world. And under the Trump administration, we saw those fundings being pulled. And sadly, under the Biden administration, we've seen that basically the doors open and the monies begin to flow again. And so as a result, the very agencies uh, that are working through these non-governmental organizations are, again, just continuing to advance their cause. And then you see the other players in, the, in some of the foundations that many of our people would be familiar with, the George Soros Foundation, uh, you know, you get to the Kennedy Foundation, the Rockefeller Foundation, uh, the, the Ford Foundation. Foundation, the Gates Foundation. I mean, we go through a litany mm -hmm. of them. And they all have different Center ways. Center for Reproductive Rights also. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And all the ways that they, they infiltrate into those, uh, through their funding and through their various mechanisms, this is what we see. And so this is what happened in Colombia. So it wasn't just an internal force, it was an external force, you know, trying to, to, in, uh, to advance this, this so-called right that, uh, that they believe in. And so, uh, and again, I think in Colombia, as we see in Ecuador and other places, you know, the pro-lifers are very active. I mean, they're very um, much present in this debate. And, you know, and so it have been really doing great work to educate the population, to uh, help people to understand what the issues are. Uh, but unfortunately, because we see how uh, uh, the pro-abortion advocates work, they work from the top down. They try to push, they, they try to advance through the courts, through the legislative systems, through the various uh, you know, education, media, and they just keep pushing. Even pushing. the executives, uh, you know, course. like for example, in the case of the US with various right. uh, executive, orders. Know, executive orders and things from coming That's from right. the executive branch. Yeah, so this, this, is, what's, this is what's happening you know, uh, within, within this moment of time. And, and I think you know, for many of the pro-lifers, 
you know, who have been actively working in Colombia to, to prevent such a moment to happen. Uh, I mean, obviously, they have all the articles I've read, and I talked about a few of them in my column. You know, I mean, it's not like they're going to go home and hang up their hat. This battle just continues to move forward. So it's, it's, it's important for people to realize, you know, what is, what's unfolded, what are the dynamics, uh, I mean, and, and really how arbitrary. I mean, again, I want to make sure because I, don't, I, mean, I know some people may, you know, get into this, you know, our, our conversation, not at the beginning, or, you know, come, maybe listen to halfway in. Or, but, you know, none of us are in favor of any law or any, uh, whether it be through a legislative body, whether it be through a court system, that arbitrarily decides that a life has value or doesn't have value. We, we advance life is precious from the moment of its beginning, the moment of conception, to its natural end. That's what we advance. So, so when we talk about these issues, I, don't, I wanna make sure we're not given some false impression that we're, we're, we're okay with those hard cases right, by any yeah. means, no. It's not a Catholic position. No, by any means. So, but what we see here in this particular case is where did the court come up with 24 weeks? It's, it's, it's just an arbitrary you know, choice of a, of, of a period of time, uh, that, and there's no rhyme or reason to it. You know, there's nothing behind it other than some arbitrary advancement of some period. And so, but to also see that, the, that basically, you know, as we see in so many other countries, there's, there's nothing to, 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 uh, to prevent the uh, abortion from occurring. Basically, it's just, like you said, it's just open, it's, uh, you know, it's at will, and this is obviously, and why 24 weeks? Why not all the way to the end? Which, 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 which is what we're gonna see right, being advanced. Gonna be pushing. Well, if we go 24 weeks, why mm -hmm. can't we go through the whole gestation period, all the way up until the time of birth? So you see why, why there's so many layers to this and the problems that the court has now created. And uh, now we have to pray for our, for our, our advocates, our pro-life advocates in Colombia. You know, to, to keep bringing this forward and bring it through the system. I, I know that's going to happen. Right. There's no doubt in my mind. They're not just going, and the bishops have already made their commitment in Colombia. Uh, yeah, the, I was pleased to see uh, pretty strong statements from the yes. Colombian uh, Bishops' Conference. That was, um, maybe we can give a quote here. You yeah, gave a please. couple in the article. It was pretty brief, but uh, yeah, they said, sorry, I have to find where that was. Um... <clears throat> Well, yes, what? one cannot hide or minimize the fact that any pregnancy involves the existence of another human being different from the mother, helpless and vulnerable, who in turn has the right to be part of the human family, uh, etc. Direct abortion is an immoral act and a violent practice contrary to life. That's a nice, strong statement coming from Absolutely. the Catholic Bishops' Conference. Exactly. And, and, and we've been very fortunate to be working with the Bishops' Conference in Colombia for many years. Mm -hmm. We have a number of our educational programs there. We've worked with many... Uh, pro-life leaders there, uh, catechist, priest, religious, lay faithful, professionals. So we've, we've had a, a footprint in Colombia and still do, very actively involved. Mm -hmm. And I've been very proud of, 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 of their, their work. And that's why you know, I, I know and I'm confident that despite this imposition by the Constitutional Court of Colombia, that the fight is gonna continue. Mm -hmm. you know, and that we, we just gotta pray that they have the, uh, the ability to touch the hearts of those in leadership to see how wrong this is right. and, and, and really do in a way that we've seen in many other countries where they have made the restrictions more and more. Now, instead of going to the, to the end of just open-ended, we've seen uh, you know, such more, more laws like a being retraction passed. Or a retreat exactly. of limitations the and limitations onslaught. like we're doing here in the States. We've been gradually you know, chipping away at these so-called rights and, and making abortion more limited 
and protecting human life, like we see in the state of Texas right now. As long as that heartbeat law remains intact, you know, in the state of Texas, you know, life is being saved every day, mm -hmm. every day. And so these, these laws do make a difference. And what we're going to see in Colombia, this is, I think, Tad, which is so upsetting to see. And I don't know if our audience remembers when uh, Ireland, you know, uh, legalized uh, abortion right, and what we saw time, dancing in the streets. Mm -hmm. And it is, it's such an appalling thing to see that we're celebrating the death of another human being, the right to kill another human being. Same thing happened in Colombia. And it, it, it's, it's a very frightening Thing to witness. In particular because both have a tradition of being quite strong Catholic countries, oh, right? right? Exactly. Latin American, Colombia, uh, strong Catholic culture, exactly. traditionally speaking, and same with Ireland's pretty That's right. clearly. And, and, and for me to watch it when I'm watching the videos, it's, it, it's it, one, I feel sorry, you know, for so many because they don't understand the full spectrum of these issues. And some have been duped, you know, into, into these uh, so-called rights and beliefs. But there are many in there that are very hardcore, very strong advocates for rights for abortion. And, and to see people, you know, dancing in euphoria, you know, just the idea that they, like they won some great, in their mind, they did. They won some great right. But in reality, it brings upon a nation, you know, not only the death of its unborn, but its future. Mm -hmm. And this is what they're bringing into this nation. And, and, and they did it when they first legalized those hard cases. So it started you know, back in 2016. And you know, and what your realization is that now here we are, you know, and it's just gonna to continue to and, advance. And I think that might be an effect to that cultural kind of change in consciousness right. to, for, to, in a much darker direction, as we would say, is probably a direct uh, consequence again of those uh, top-down non-governmental actors influencing the culture, doing right. a lot of, uh, what they would call education work or things like right. that, which basically means propaganda, right. et cetera. Um, and it's good for them to think, because we've, we've talked about this, you know, myself in our, in our podcast, you know, Father Marx talked about this with John Paul mm -hmm. back in 1979. So many, many, long before you were born, <laughs> all right? And so, and if you think, I mean, once you allow the open door to contraception, so once that mentality enters in, all right? So basically a rupture of the ends of, of marriage the, the beauty of the conjugal act between husband and wife, the transmission of human life is denied, and then inevitably it leads to abortion because when contraception fails, and it does, and it will, then they didn't want the child to begin with, it now leads to the next stage. And then what do we see from that point? We now start looking toward the other end of life, in another part of life, the book end, I should say, the end of life, mm -hmm. and euthanasia becomes. And so we see this in our own country, and we see it in other countries around the world where once you see this movement of this anti-life mentality, it, it doesn't end, it doesn't stop, you know, with one little aspect of, the, of, of human life. It starts crossing the spectrums of life. Right, there's a reason they call themselves progressives, right, because right. there's a progression right. of, of, of various right. evils. Right, and it does, because you, you think, again, because if you, have, if you have a lack of respect for human life at its very beginning, why would I have respect for any other stage? And so then we begin to arbitrarily, just like the court did, 24 weeks, and again, I'm not advocating for any week by any mm -hmm. means, but it's important just to see that we can then say, okay, why can't we, you know, at the end of life, you know, let's, where do we, why don't we just pick a random age, all right? Mm -hmm. at, at 60, we're going to euthanize you. You know, why not right, 65, right. you know, 72? And people are, will accuse us of the slippery slope fallacy, but it's borne out in history. This is how exactly. it happened in the U.S. It's how it happened in the other Western countries. It's how it's happened exactly. in uh, con the same pattern happening in Ireland, these developing countries. 
uh, or places just traditionally opposed where they finally managed to, to so convert that, enough exactly. people to them to their side. I think the task really for the for the pro-life advocates and for the bishops and for others involved is 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 we have to learn from the strategies of the other side of the aisle, and uh, and and we and we've done we've learned a lot over the years. Their strategies work, and so we've learned also how to employ those same strategies. You know, we, we need to work within the legislative branches. We need to work within the executive branches. We need to get involved with the media and educational issue uh, uh, industry. So, mm -hmm. and we are. Well, so that's we, what we're trying to do exactly, right here. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so we have to use the same mechanisms and the same processes and everything we can to really engage that conversation. And to fight on the same battleground. Exactly. Exactly. So then, John, like, like Pope Benedict used to say, you know, you don't run away from the battle; you run toward the battle, and and that's what we and we've gotten better at that. We we all of us in this great cause have gotten better at this reality, and 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 we. So my hope is that that in uh, in Colombia, that those who already are actively engaged in this have already started. You know, mm -hmm. by getting to the their, the legislators and the various legal branches of, of branches of government in the legal arena to start looking at this law or this imposition of the constitutional court and mm -hmm. looking how can we address this where can what's our what's our next move right. and i've already heard from a few leaders there that this is already happening mm -hmm. so that's why i'm confident that we will see a challenge to this right. and now how that challenge will end well again we all know that you know you uh, we've seen some wins and we've seen some losses but what I think we have to do here is we have to keep encouraging those who are on the ground. And it's probably important for, for our viewers uh, to know, especially and, and others, anyone watching that, you know, I alluded to this a couple times, just as on the anti-life side, it's the same organizations that have been going for decades, um, funneling money around the world to kind of spread their tentacles, as it were. Right. Um, we're trying to plant seeds in the same way. So what really happens in, in the U.S., like you talked about the Trump administration versus the Biden administration, et cetera. Right. It's, it's been a pattern. Uh, it's been going back and forth, essentially, between right. Republican and Democratic administrations for a while. What happens in the U.S., what happens in the Western world where there's money to right. go all over the developing world <clears throat> directly affects? So you're talking about what happens in Colombia. It's really time to, to you know think about how can we support our... Right. Our, our friends in Colombia. Well, here in the United States, I think what's important is we need to get our, uh, definitely our pro-life advocates to recognize the threat against the Hyde Amendment. Mm -hmm. we, we need to realize what the Biden administration is trying to do. And basically, uh, for those that are unfamiliar with the Hyde Amendment, what it does is it prevents the use of federal monies, tax monies, to advance abortion in other countries. Mm -hmm. And so we really need to realize the threat that's in right now. And, if we, uh, and we know, because Biden himself has said it, you know, that he, wa he's, he wants to remove it. And so this is a danger, you know, because then we're again advancing onto other nations. We, we, are, we are literally imposing upon other nations our anti-life values. Now, I'll say yours and mine, Tad, right, but, but the sadly, nation the nation of America becomes... is advancing this. And with that, we, we already know, you know, even under the Trump administration, as much as they were able to remove a lot of that uh, impact, we, uh, even many of those in the administration under Trump admitted that these things, as using your word, are so tentacled into so many other agencies that it would take many years to, to, to keep pulling those uh, funding funds away from those agencies. Right, I think in particular USAID is, is exactly one that's another example. And so, and and look, I've, I've seen it. You know, I, and those who have followed me in my writing for all these years, I've talked about this many times. You come with me, especially into the developing world, and you'll find USA signs right alongside International Planned Parenthood. 
and in, right alongside Marie Stopes in certain parts and, and other agencies working in the anti-life agenda. Now, that doesn't mean every aspect of U.S. aid is engaged in that arena. There are many great things that the, those funds do support and advance, which are very important and necessary, and we want to see that continue. But what we want to do is remove any possible advancement of, of, of anti-life mentality, abortion particularly, and contraception being imposed uh, upon other nations. So, uh, and we can't deny the fact of Latin America is in the scope of, of, of those same agencies, those same groups. And I think it's particularly because of that tradition of Catholic heritage. Right? Yeah, that, well, it, there's no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Right. I, I agree. I mean, I, I'm a firm believer that this is a spiritual battle. Right. And we know that the, the, the main, uh, the enemy, the, the, the devil who is a thief and a murderer from the beginning has his eyes set upon you know, the pinnacle of God's creation, which is the human being, mm -hmm. human person. And so, so he can't assault God, so he assaults the, the very uh, pinnacle of that creation, it's us. And more vulnerable he can is the families and unborn and the elderly, the sick, the dying, mm -hmm. you know, the, so many. And that's where we have to really step up. We have to recognize, and I, I know we often talk about Mother Teresa, but you know, she really captured so beautifully this understanding that you know, if we can protect the most vulnerable and stand with that individual and protect that individual, then I'm gonna do that throughout the lifetime. You know, it's follow that person through and protect them. We can reverse it, that if I can say arbitrarily that this life has value or this life does not have value, then I can arbitrarily do the same thing to you, Ted, and mm -hmm. you can do the same thing to me. There's no stopping that arbitrary approach. But if we instead value, as we as Catholics and many others who stand with us in this great cause, uh, many even non-Christians stand with us in this great cause, then that means every life has value. And we stand with every life and we defend every life. And, and this is what we're, what we're trying to do. And then we create the situation where you might have, quote, some of these hard cases. But that requires, again, as you and I have talked before, that requires me. Right, to a step giving forward. of self. It's the I gotta give them myself. It's, it's it's the it's the God beckoning. That's right. Exactly. You know, a gift of self right. charity. Right. Love. The, the, the issue that may have resulted in the conception of this child may have been a very bad, violent situation, but that life has equal value to life as my life is. And so my task then is to be there to help, to accompany, I mean, to support. I mean, it's as simple as two wrongs don't make a right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and again, every time I see something like this, Ted, it really does upset me. Mm -hmm. it, it, it gets to my, gets down to my core. Well, we, we, it, you, you can tell you've, yeah. you've got a fire it, in you. It, it, it bothers me because, you know, it, it, it doesn't, one country's way too many to legalize this stuff. But to see how that evil just continues to perpetuate itself. Mm -hmm. And you see Ecuador is another country right now that I didn't talk about in this article that I could have because it's equally in the same issue. And, and, and so we can see the same thing now spreading through, as you mentioned, much of Latin America, which really is mostly a Catholic culture. And to see how, despite that great root and heritage, how this evil is being, being advanced and very, very sadly embraced, as we saw with so many. And I mean, again, not trying to, to I can't judge a person's uh, inner being and soul, but I can look at the external. And I, I, I was thinking, as I did with Ireland, um, I remember um, uh, bringing this up in an article, and I'll reference Ireland very quickly, is um, John Paul, in one of his first visits, I believe, to Ireland, was speaking to a much younger generation then, um, and he was saying to them, the future is really in your hands. Where Ireland goes is really up to you. And now transport forward to when Ireland and then sadly legalizes this great crime against human life, 
well, this would be the generation that came from that previous generation. All right. These are the children and grandchildren, or mostly the children, I would say, of that previous generation standing there with John Paul, and they're dancing in the street, celebrating, you know, the, the so-called win of being able to, to terminate, destroy, murder the life of another human being. Now we're here in Columbia watching the same thing. And it really does bother my, that's what bothers my spirit, is that from, from a Catholic church, as a priest, I always ask myself, okay, not the church in a sense of, of the church itself, she hasn't failed, but what has her minister failed to do? What have others failed Members to do? of the church right now. Right, exactly. Right. Us, me right. too. Exactly, what have we, what ha where have we failed to catechize? How did this erroneous conscience become a reality in so many people? That to me, that's what the question, you know, uh, the, the, the corruption of legal systems, the corruption uh, and how evil is moved, we've seen it. I, I don't celebrate it by any means, but I, I think of the people that have bought into it. How did that happen? And then as a church, what is our response to that? So our response is obviously engage the authorities, the leaders, you know, but also we need to get to the people. And that's what HLI does so much of. And, and, and I have seen, you know, like in Hungary, a law can change. You know, a people can change, a direction can change. Uh, and, and we have seen the fruit of that, you know, a positive fruit. I think in 2012, we're, I, I th think that's when they changed their constitution, you know, to support to life. To protect life at So we, we, this can change. I mean, and again, we're on the cusp in the States. I was going to say, I think we might be similar. Yeah. I agree. So uh, we all can learn. And, and that's what, you know, that's why I, I'm, I'm, it's, this upsets me, as you just said, you can tell. But it, it, but it also, uh, I realize that, you know, it's, it's, this is the moment. This is not the time to give up. It's not the time to hang the hat. It's the time to get back up and, and, and address those issues. And that's my prayer. For, and I think that as we, especially as, as a Catholic church, as we enter into the season of Lent, I think this is a penance and prayer that we ought to be offering on behalf, not only just of Colombia, but all countries that are uh, attempting to, to open their doors to these anti-life agendas and ideologies and to legalize them. So maybe, you know, we can offer our penance. We can offer our our prayers, our, 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 our acts of sacrifice, you know, to, for all the people who are fighting the good fight and to pray with them in solidarity, you know, and to unite our prayers to them and our sacrifices with them uh, on their behalf. So there's, there's a lot of good we can be doing from a distance. And right. at the same time, right. we, ought to be, we ought to be as a people in our own country here in the United States calling our own legislative leaders, you know, and making sure that there is no funding coming out of the United States to support any group that is working in Colombia, Ecuador, any other country advancing these causes. Yeah. So, we, we have, we, so we have a lot to do here. It's not just prayer. <laughs> prayer is important, but we have to act. We have to be very active in here and, 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 uh, and realize what can we do you know, to, to prevent such events from happening. Right, and so that seems like a perfect um, final note to end on, Father, the, the, as we move into Lent, the, the balance of the active and the uh, contemplative, you could say, mm -hmm. is more spiritual, like, um, you know, charging, right. <laughs> the right, charge up with spiritual uh, efforts, spiritual warfare, and then, you know, go out and fight, you know, in the active uh, sphere, yeah. um, especially as we move into Lent, because that's, we can all be increasing our, should be increasing our fasting and penitential practices and everything exactly. for these causes, because that's how, you know, uh, we are as the body of Christ, the mystical body of Christ. Everything we do 
effects. And that's why I think, as you mentioned before, you're talking about our failures as a church. Um, that includes me. I'm young, but my sins have contributed to mm -hmm. the course of world events. Um, that's the definite reality in Catholic teaching. You know, as we sin, it affects all of us corporately. And then turn it over. And turn it over, the positive spiritual works. Right, and also the, I mean, so my growth in holiness, my personal growth in holiness, has also that impact mm -hmm. in a positive way. And, right. and, and so I, I, as, we, as we talk about this, it's important you know, not to fall into despair, mm -hmm. not to be discouraged. Mm -hmm. We can be very disappointed, as people can obviously see that we, we are expressing disappointment, mm -hmm. but we are also you know, expressing the fact that there's much that needs to be done. Yeah. And, and this is where our work continues, you know, all of us, every one of us. And I can tell you, speaking with some of the leaders on the ground there and some of the bishops on the ground there, you know, this, 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 by no means, you know, what the Constitutive Court has done is just going to be accepted. I mean, they have already, you know, started engaging this. So uh, that's a great sign. But I think it's also not just for Colombia, but it, it shows to the rest of the countries around, and not just in Latin America, you know, throughout the world, that, you know, that, that people just don't need to give way, you know, to these immoral laws and immoral decisions. And that, that we have to fight against them. We have to stand in opposition toward them. And we have to do it respectfully. And in many, and obviously legally, in a sense, use the same processes, you know, to legally move and lobby. Uh, and at the same time, sometimes it requires public rejection. It requires us to, you know, to, in a sense, maybe it comes to the point of being publicly disobedient. And that's right. going to require courage. We don't courage. have to, it's not, if it's an unjust law, you don't have to obey. And a healthcare provider does not have exactly. to. Uh, provide abortions if just because a government says they have to. So now we're talking about freedom of conscience. In fact, they must refuse right. on a moral exactly. standpoint. But as we know, each country, there. I mean, here in the states, we, you know, we we obviously understand what freedom of religion and freedom of the ability of speech and the ability, uh, you know, to exercise those freedoms. You know, that uh, constitutional freedoms that we have. Mm -hmm. And but other countries don't have this. And so that's that's why each country is so so unique in how you know, to be able to approach these subjects. So that's what I also love about HLI's work, is it's, it's really helping us to see how to deal with those things in different, different regions of the world. And that's been a great learning experience for me. And so I would say, you know, to, to our listeners, and, you know, is to be more familiar with what the, I would say is a learning from this moment. You know, uh, learn how does the UN participate in this? What is the involvement of these organizations that we've mentioned, like the, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, uh, the United Nations Population Fund. How does the WHO play into this conversation? Who's, uh, you know, MPAS, you know, who are these groups, you know? Oh, IPAS, IPS, that was what... Uh, IPAS, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what, who are these? Learn who they are. You know, I mean, just like I can quote Google them, go search them, you can do the same thing and realize, you know, how they are engaged. You know, and uh, and then the funding comes from the Soros Foundation, right. the uh, Gates Foundation, exactly. The you know Ford Foundation, right. Hewlett Foundation, etc. So learn, and maybe it's a way for me. Uh, that's what I love about you know another aspect of our work, and you know is 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 also you know obviously you know how can I prevent those funds from happening? Now, again, maybe it's a way for me not to buy a particular product. Maybe there's a way for me to boycott a particularly you know uh, aspect that's maybe Use its funds that are supported. An example of that would be what organizations, what companies, from the United States perspective, Starbucks, you know, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. You know, we have a boycott list that we 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 
uh, support. Uh, and you know, it's a wonderful way of learning which organizations and groups are advancing the anti-life agenda. And just don't support them. Don't buy their products. You know, and, and find another product. You know, and granted, someone might say, well, everything's tainted. Well, maybe, but not everything is tainted. There are pathways that people can take. And I say that because it means, again, I can't go to Columbia. Uh, I mean, I can, but I mean, the, most people will never get a chance to go. I've been to Columbia many times, and I said, but, the, but, they, but they can, like you just said, maybe there's a product that I've been, maybe I didn't realize was supporting this industry. Well, let me stop supporting that. And will it make a huge impact? By itself, maybe not. But if enough people join together, it would. So those are the kind of things that we need to, to for ourselves personally, is to say, what am I doing personally to advance the culture of life? How am I engaged in this? And to what degree? And as you said, Ted, and I think that's a good way to kind of bring all this together is, you know, we know it's a spiritual battle. We know that as Catholics at this time of the year, we're entering into a very special time of renewal. And it's a time of prayer. It's a wonderful time to evaluate, to be reflective. Again, it's a chance for me to ask, what am I doing? You know, how am I advancing this cause? What can I do better? How can I be more engaged? Where can I lend my support more? These are things I need to be asking myself. And, and, and those are the things that help bring about change. It's when people just accept and they think that there's nothing that can be done and they fall into a sense of, of, of despair or discouragement that the devil just keeps advancing his cause. No, it's when we stand and we realize the enemy has no power unless we give him that power. And that's what's allowed this to happen, is that we've allowed these systems to do what they're doing. And it's time for us to really stand. And I, I'm very proud, like you said, of the bishops in, in Columbia. And it wasn't just words to our audience. Those were just not, I know the bishops there, and I've worked with them, and I know what they're trying to do. They are really in the conversation. They are actively engaged and, and very supportive of the pro-life mission. And, uh, and so, I, I, that, that to me gives me a great hope that something like this, which is so immoral, will be overturned. And we just got to pray not only this, but let's go back to that previous law and also unravel it and mm -hmm. prevent it from happening. Extirpate so, the whole thing. Completely. Mm -hmm. Amen. From your, your lips to reality. <laughs> let's pray so. All right. Thank you very much, Father. That's wonderful, beautiful. And uh, that's a good positive note of hope that we can end on despite this uh, terrible news. Um, thank you very much for watching the A Culture of Life podcast from HLI. Uh, God bless. Uh, please subscribe to the video, like, and um, keep on living the culture of life. Bye-bye. <laughs>